Hey everyone, welcome to another Fox 12 weather podcast. This is episode 32. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey Mark. Jeff, I'm in such a good mood because it's sunny outside, kind of a hazy, a milky sunshine. What do you think? Oh man, the weather, you know, on uh, Wednesday, we had a lot of sunshine too, but we had that breezy east wind. So yeah, chilly. It kind of felt chilly out there. Today, it's kind of perfect outside. I agree. I think it's around 50 at this hour. I'm, I'm like stuck here in the little recording studio, so I don't have the 3 p.m. observation. But um, yeah, it's it's a nice, comfortable early March day, kind of like kind of like spring almost. Yeah, we should be right around 60 tomorrow with similar sky cover. About that kind of that hazy sunshine feel, and tomorrow should be the warmest day. And a big tease, folks. You better enjoy tomorrow because it ain't going to be 60 and sunny over the weekend. More, we'll yeah. talk more about that coming up, as we say. Absolutely. Um, so we were off for a week. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, the week prior, when we recorded our last podcast, um, we talked about some changes that have been uh, occurring on our weather team. Uh, Camilla Ortiz and Drew Reeves uh, joined us and. Uh, we had one more change occur. Mark, did you want to kind of elaborate on that? <laughs> you know what people are thinking, Jeff? They're like, oh, my gosh, now one of them is leaving or oh, Andy's no, no, leaving no. or what is going on? <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody that's here is here to stay, folks. But we had um, Julie Grauer. You'd probably seen her off and on through the winter. And it, we, in our time of desperation, in a TV news sort of sense, uh, we hired Julie Grauer. She'd worked for us for like seven years in the past. Um, as a news anchor, she filled in on weather from about Halloween through Thanksgiving and all the way through, um, all the way through, well, uh, it was like the third week of February and she is now gone. So we, I thanked her many times for filling in. Plus sometimes she brought in cookies. Um, and she's now actually, I don't think it's a big secret cause it's all over her Instagram page. She is now in Paris and she's living the dream in Europe. So, uh, thank you so much, Julie. But uh, that's why you don't see Julie anymore. Yeah, and I didn't get a, like much of an opportunity to work with her because she was mostly helping out on the yeah. evenings. But like I think the first day that she was in the studio, she brought everybody cookies. There was candy quite often in this in the studio as well. <laughs> I mean, she she seemed like one of the nicest people to work with. Um, she is, yeah. So uh, we really appreciate the help that she gave us uh, during the holidays and a little bit after that as well. Um, you know, let's get right into it, Mark. Uh, we were gone. You bo- Both of us kind of uh, left the Northwest for about a week for vacation, headed down south for uh, some warmer weather. Uh, during that time frame, so the last few days of February and the first several days of March, uh, let's just talk about how wet it was. Uh, if yeah. you combine the last three days of February, first two days of March, I believe that was the time frame, um, we ended up picking up about three and a quarter inches of rain at PDX. That was a lot of rain in a short period of time, um, but really beneficial as well. Although we did lose some of the mountain snowpack since the uh, snow levels rose so much. And we missed it all. We did. Uh, you know, as much as I, I missed the rain, I appreciated the warmer climate. Mark, you were down in Palm Springs and I was in Mexico for about a week or so. So to keep it, uh, you know, weather geek oriented, I had the low dew point weather. You had the high dew points. You had the That's humid. Correct. You had humid and warm. I had uh, dry and warm, and it was great. I mean, I, there was one day that was in the low 90s, and we were talking about this, texting, of course. And when the dew point is zero, and it's 90 <laughs> degrees, or it was 93. I thought it felt like about 85 or 86. I was shocked to look at my at the obs at Palm Springs Airport and go, "Oh my gosh, it was that warm today." And then you know, right after sunset, it's already back in the 70s. So it was even drier than our summer air. But um, you were in. Cancun or where were you? I forget. Yeah, we were in, we, we kind of uh, 
we found a spot in Cancun, a cool Airbnb, and then we were kind of moving around the Yucatan, not the entire Yucatan Peninsula, but we did some adventuring down to a couple of cenotes, which are these big, deep ponds uh, that are all over the Yucatan Peninsula. And, uh, you know, we enjoyed some beach time and kind of riding around as well. So, I mean, it was a great week away, um, but it was really refreshing, too. When we got back, we really appreciated that we were back home. Um, and, you know, uh, Mark... Yeah, it's it's nearly spring now. It's technically meteorological spring. Yeah, and it's spring and sunlight wise, you know, sun's getting stronger. Feels like. Yeah, spring. exactly. And so, you know, we're keeping a close eye on, uh, you know, how much rainfall we're getting the drought monitor. We're going to talk more about the drought monitor, which was released today and our current mm-hmm. snowpack. Um, but, you know, earlier this week on, uh, let's see, I believe it was Tuesday, we picked up about another quarter inch of rain. The mountains received about four to eight inches of snow at the ski resorts. So we got a little dose of rain and mountain snow, and uh, boy, things are things are about to change. Now, on Monday, Mark, uh, Governor Brown uh, tweeted out, uh, I'm going to quote her here, okay. I have issued, a, she said, I have issued a drought mo- uh, declaration for Klamath County the first this year and nearly a month earlier than last year. Uh, it is already clear from snowpack and stream flow numbers this will be another difficult year. I'm committed to dedicating uh, state resources to help. So I saw that tweet, and I thought, okay. Uh, I think, you know, government officials are starting to, you know, look towards summer and what kind of impacts we might have. A quick check on uh, the drought monitor this morning, Ugh. which, by the way, it's released every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the data is taken from the previous Tuesday. So earlier this week on Tuesday uh, was when the data was kind of finalized. Sure. Um, and there weren't any big changes. And you might think, OK, that's that's good news. We didn't see any big changes to the drought monitor. Uh, from a meteorological meteorological perspective, I would say that this is the time of year where we want to see changes, positive changes, because yeah. you know every catch up you know, time, right? Exactly, catch up it's catch up time, and every week that goes by, you know, uh, we we approach spring, we approach summer, uh, and we're approaching the drier months of the year. So about ninety percent of the state of Oregon is experiencing some level of drought, and about. 50% of the state of Oregon is either in extreme or exceptional drought. Those are the, the worst two levels of drought. Yeah. Um, and just for reference, I know a lot of folks, and I mentioned this last week on the podcast or two weeks ago when we recorded last, um, you know, the, the drought monitor is not just based off of precipitation. It's based off of a number of things, soil moisture. It's based off of uh, seasonal runoff, stream flow, snowpack, the reservoir levels, temperature and evaporation rates, things like that. So there's a lot that goes into this drought monitor. Um, and uh, it's just not a very good situation. It's a slightly better situation up to the north. Only about 50% of the state of Washington is experiencing some level of drought. But Mark, I mean, when we look at the snowpack itself, that's something that's, uh, there's a glaring issue there. Um, and overall, I mean, I don't think we're heading in the right, in the right direction. Yeah, most of the state is below normal. You see all the, uh, we have a chart you can look at online, and you can see a good chunk of the state is below 80% of average. So, you know, that's like 20% of the snowpack is missing, and that's that, as we talked about many times on the air and off the air. That uh, snowpack is our summer water supply. That's our bank of water for the summer, because we all know, if you've lived here for more than a year, we have about oh, about a quarter, a third of the year, let's say, is pretty dry across the region. Um, and like you said, only northwest Oregon is not in drought right now, so... Um, yeah, so hopefully there's a big change. None of, well, almost none of us would like to see six weeks of uh, lowland rainfall and big mountain snow, but that actually could be very helpful if that were to occur, and it always can. It can happen from mid-March onward. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, last March, in fact, let's, let's just think about last spring. Cause that's when okay. all of this really started to kick in. We went with a record dry spring, March, April, May, a uh, March. I looked at last March's numbers, Mark, we ended up picking up 1.55 or one, basically one and a half inches of rain at PDX. Um, typically in the month of March, we pick up about a, about four inches of rain at PDX. So it was less than half of our normal value. And then May or April and May were even drier. This month, so far in March, mm-hmm. we've only, you know, as we're recording this, we've only gone through about nine days, I guess 10 days. Um, we picked up already 1.37 inches of rain. So, like, we're almost to where we were last March for the entire month of March. And this upcoming forecast, I know you just made the, the forecast in the first live local weather center. Um, it's going to turn very wet. Um, we may see last month's rainfall in a matter of five days starting this weekend. Oh, yeah, I mean, that could happen we, easily. Yeah. Um, I should add one more thing on this dry March. Uh, so last year we had one and a half inches of rain. I think that was the fourth, either third or fourth consecutive March that was drier than normal. The last really wet March where you go, oh, my gosh, that was a wet month. It seemed like it just rained every day. It was March 2017. That was the end of that after that cold winter we had. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, wait, eight, let me, wait, 18, 19, 20, 20. Okay, so we had had four relatively dry marches. Two of those were really dry. Two were just a little drier than average. So I got a feeling, and Jeff, you can, you can add to this, um, I got a feeling looking at the maps ahead, this is not going to be a drier than normal march, right? I mean, we're off to a good start. <laughs> I okay, agree with go. you. Here I, we go. I think, so, yeah, yeah go you ahead. know, I was going to say Saturday evening, we got a, a cyclone coming in. We all love a mid-latitude cyclone, don't we? Yeah. Um, and I just looked the uh, the GFS and the Euro models. Uh, I just did a quick glance at both of those. They both have a kind of a what we call a decaying low pressure, which means it's not strengthening; it's weakening. But it moves onshore either you know up near Forks on the northern Washington coast, or maybe the northern Oregon coast Saturday night into Sunday morning. So it's probably depending on the location and the strength of that low, we're going to finally get a surge of gusty southerly winds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a high wind warning on the coast. Criteria is kind of low for that, but. Um, in the valleys, just assume there'll be some wind. And we think right now, uh, hopefully this podcast is out by uh, this Thursday evening, but we think the rain is going to start late in the day Saturday. So I have plans. Jeff, get this. I just cut some trees down today. On, I, I have a couple acre, a few, a few acres of forest land. I cut some trees down. I'm going to plant new ones on Saturday just ahead of the rain so they can soak in nicely. Mm, good call. Um, so I think we probably got a half inch of rain coming between Saturday evening and Sunday evening. There's, there's your first half inch there. And checking out the ensembles of just all the different European and GFS ensembles, uh, that's the different versions of the same model, they all are very wet through at least the 20th, which will give us about uh, 8 or 10 days. Well, actually, most of them are wet beyond that, but let's say 8 or 10 days of very wet weather. So we're going to get several inches of rain. What I don't see for the uh, geeks out there, for the naysayers, <laughs> I had people <laughs> on my Facebook page, Jeff, when I canceled winter, or I mean, when, when I said winter is over. Oh, no, I've seen March snow, and that is true in the hills. We've seen March snow, but it's rare <laughs> in the valleys. I don't see that through at least the 21st. Uh, yeah. I see 850 millibar temps. There's a few minus 5 to minus 7s on the ensembles, but uh, there is a dip around the 20th, which would be about the, well, about the beginning of Oregon spring break. Nice right. timing, kids. Um, but yeah, so we're entering a cool, wet period, not, not exceptionally cold by any means, but just typical like 48 to 58 degree highs and just about every day has some sort of rain, whether it's an organized weather system and it's totally gray like next Monday or in between showers like Sunday and Tuesday. 
So, yeah, so we will see if this is, is it just a, a one-shot deal, Jeff, or are we going to have weeks and weeks of this? We will see. Well, the Climate Prediction Center puts out their, you know, their their outlooks. Um, and I'm looking at the 8 to 14-day outlook, which takes us to March 24th. Mm-hmm. And I, I used this terminology on Twitter and Facebook the other day. They have the, the precip bullseye on the northwest, which what I mean by that is they're expecting above normal – they're giving us high probability – of above normal precipitation across much of the Northwest all the way out into March 24th. And that oh, takes us gosh. through much of the month. I, I know, I know <laughs> a lot of people are rolling their eyes, but Hey, this would be extremely beneficial at least for uh, locations along and West of the Cascades. Uh, I think it's worth mentioning Mark that, you know, we might be getting a lot of rain and mountain snow, but as long as the systems are coming out of the West, mm. they're not going to really benefit central and Eastern Oregon a ton as they will, say, Western Oregon and Western Washington. That's true. You re- those people over there, uh, people that live east of the Cascades, your best bets for a heavier precip are like upper-level lows that wander across the region where the flow can come from the south or the north or the east. That straight westerly stuff, especially behind cold fronts, uh, you, they, the, the Cascades really capture most of the moisture. So you live in Bend or you live in uh, Madras, you know, where big irrigation issues this summer if we don't get a lot of precip. You want to see, you know, a low going by just south of you that spins up the moisture from the south. So um, we will see. There's there's plenty of time for things to change. But um yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, we're entering a wet period. I was going to do my taxes, Jeff. I, I was thinking, I got to get these done. I just want to get it done and get my uh-huh. refund. And then I thought, nah, I'll just do it next week when they rainy morning after rainy morning when I'm sipping my coffee and, and depressed, <laughs> wishing I was back in the sunshine again. But, but uh, that's way, how it goes. We need the rain, like you said. You know, uh, besides, you know, the potential for atmospheric rivers, which we yep. can see in this kind of setup, and that tends to you know, cause our snow levels to rise significantly. And I know skiers and snowboarders and the folks that are at the ski resorts roll their eyes at those kind of events. But, you know, I was looking at the, um, the snow level forecast and it doesn't look terrible. I mean, it's going to kind of bounce around between about, you know, 3,500 feet up to maybe 6,000 feet at times or give or take some, you know, a thousand feet or so. But overall, I mean, this should be a pretty good cascade mountain snowpack builder. Uh, the series of systems that are coming in. Okay. Here's a big shocker. The coldest upper-level temperature, if you take what we call the 850 millibar temp, or about 5,000 feet, it's actually, the coldest of the year is actually in March in our area, not in January or December or February. The upper-level atmosphere continues to cool while the surface warms. And so um, if we, it's not, it's not unusual to keep snow levels around passes and below, even though the sun's getting really strong and we're heading towards the equinox here in like, what, a week or so. That's a great point, and I want to add to that. I was looking at some of the um, the snowtel data uh, for the snowpack across the state, and on average, basically the last ten days or even the last seven days of the month is when we usually see peak snowpack before things start to trend back down. That's right. So, and, and that uh, tends to be lower, like you know, two to three thousand feet. It's probably soon. And then Timberline, I think, is later, like like up at 6,000, 5,000 or 6,000 feet. It's more like late April. So, yeah, so it kind of starts low because our temperatures start to warm up in the lower elevations. Right. So, I mean, the forecast is lining up that way. We should kind of go gangbusters with the rain and mountain snow here over the next couple of weeks. And then, you know, hopefully uh, it stays relatively wet into April and, Mar- and May. But, you know, there's we can't really you know, talk about that at this point. It's too hard to tell if, if that's going to play out or not. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, that's the latest regarding, uh, you know, the the drought, the the snowpack numbers, uh, and the positive news coming in with the, the rain and whatnot. Uh, 
let's see. So, Mark, we things are changing in the state of Oregon and across the United States. Uh, the mass mandate, I believe, is being lifted in Oregon this weekend. Is that correct? It is. Friday. Friday evening. That's it. And uh, so there are a lot of events going on this weekend, and there is a specific event that I wanted to bring up that's occurring next week. Uh, on the 16th, we have our first AMS, American Meteorological Society, uh, local chapter meeting. Uh, it is going to be the first one in person since the start of the pandemic, and you will be talking at it. Is that correct, Mark? Yeah. In fact, that reminds me, I need to get my presentation done. It's like a quarter done. Better get moving, huh? Yeah, you, well, you're going to have time. It's going to be raining quite a bit. So you'll Good have point. Yeah, we covered days. that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. It's uh, You can go to Oregon AMS. Uh, well, what is the website? You can Google it, Oregon American Meteorological Society, and it's a WordPress page, and all the details for the meeting are there. Yeah, but I've got them right here as well. Uh, the meeting's next oh, well, Wednesday. Convenient. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been taking some notes here. Next Wednesday, the 16th from 6 to 7 p.m., I think it's at Golden Valley Brewing in uh, brewery in, in uh, Beaverton, right off Highway 26. So, um, and I believe the membership is five dollars. It's not a very expensive membership. If you're a weather nerd, I highly I encourage you to. Is it ten now? Is it ten? Yeah, it used to be seven for years. I think it's ten. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, so if you know if that's gonna if that's gonna really uh, kill your inflation. Bank account, yeah, you better not show up. <laughs> things things are changing. Five I won't even bring. 10. I won't even bring up the gas prices at this point, but uh, yeah, the you know that that's going to be exciting to have that in person again. Um, it's in the evening, so you'll see Mark there if you're going to be at the meeting. You won't see me there because that's around my bedtime because I got to get up early for Good Day Oregon. You got to get your beauty sleep. Yeah, exactly. You're competing um, with Andy. Somebody has to do the weather at four thirty in the morning, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, uh, things are kind of you know evolving out here in a good way, I would say. Um, so, anything else that you wanted to add, Mark, before we well, kind of wrap things up? Yeah, I think um, we're excited here because I assume here at work we're going to be able to drop our masks as well. We have to keep them when we're not when we're walking around the building. And there have been times here where a new person starts, and I'm like, is that somebody I already know? Is that no? That's a new person. I think I, I can only see their eyes. So I'm looking forward to like normal normal life. Down in Palm Springs, it was that way. They had already lifted their mask mandate, so it's oh, so much better. Um, uh, oh, we got to talk about the file deletion issue. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so we've had some, oh. you know, there have been some gremlins in the past in the Weather Center. If you're an avid viewer of Fox 12, you've probably seen one or two meteorologists, including myself, where we will not exit our forecast on our computers and we'll walk over to the green screen, we'll pop up the seven day on live TV, and there are no numbers on it. And that is one of the most embarrassing things to have Oops. happen. Yeah. And other things have happened on live TV. This particular thing did not happen on live TV, thankfully. But, Mark, sounds oh. like you had a, a little bit of a snafu with our weather graphics. Well, yeah. I went in. I went looking for – what was it? It was a, a wave – the way our, our, our graphics system works, and three of the stations here in Portland use the same weather graphics system. We can each, you know, make the graphics look different, but it's all the same hardware and software. Um, we, we have these scenes, like I'll have a scene, and that scene, it's a file that's, uh, that um, uh, creates a, um, let's say, um, tomorrow's forecast, or the seven-day forecast. We have, a we have a scene called seven-day forecast. We have a scene called date part start at noon. We have a scene called 1981 heat wave, for example, I've had for years, um, and that just shows, you know, the big heat wave back in 1981. Just examples. We have snow scenes, whatever. So I think I went in, Jeff, I went in looking for something. Oh, I know what it was. I was gonna, I, My first in-person school presentation without a mask. 
it was going to be Monday or Tuesday. So I'm like, ah, I got to get that tornado graphic updated because we had a tornado back in the fall. So I wanted to make sure those were updated. So I go do, we have a little filter search, you know, like when you look for a file and I do tornado and I see nothing. I'm like, well, that's weird. I must have, I must have entered the word tornado wrong. So I type it in again and nothing. And then I go search the pre-2020 graphics changeover because we had a big graphics change, so we keep old scenes. And I don't see, there's like two in there, but that's because I cleared them out because we put everything in the new folder. So I'm like, this is really weird. So I thought, what's up with that? And then I I thought, I, you know, about two months ago, I couldn't find a wave scene either. It had like buoy waves. So I went and looked for that. I didn't see it. Then I thought, oh, this isn't good. So I typed in the word hurricane, nothing. Every single one of our freaking hurricane scenes is gone. Every tornado scene is gone. And I kept searching every word, every scene that had the word fall in it is gone. Wave, buoy, storm. So then I typed in Columbus. It's like, no, the Columbus Day storm graphic I've had for years, it's gone. And funnel and heat. And so the first thing you would naturally do, right, Jeff, is immediately accuse your coworker of somebody yes. of deleting files, right? Because, yeah. So I sent out an email. It was very nice. I just said, hey, did anybody happen to delete, you know, the, the, only, the reason we would delete files, by the way, on our workspace itself, it can only reach 400 files, 400 scenes. So it is normal. Each of us over time does occasionally have to go in. It says, you've hit 400. you got to delete some stuff. So we will delete. But that only deletes in your own workspace. The master content directory is still there. So I'm like, somebody went in and specifically typed in those words to delete stuff. So when, I don't know, I just came over, this, I had one agonizing evening, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and it, I had this slow realization building over about two hours that, while well, I'm on TV, that I think I did it. Uh-huh. Because these are all scene names that I, probably in the late summer, early fall, I, I think I've pinpointed it, Jeff, to just before Halloween, I think I must have been talking to somebody, looking the other way, and deleting these things and not realizing I was deleting the master files and not out of my own workspace. Because all the Halloween stuff is there, all the Thanksgiving stuff, all the cold weather stuff is there. So it happened before Halloween, but after the Columbus Day storm. Well, lucky for you, Mark, we don't have any hurricanes to talk about for several months, or tornadoes, I hope. And uh, But you've got your work cut out for you, my friend. Hey, can you help? It, this can doesn't affect – yeah, I can, I can help. This does not affect uh, you, you, the viewers, by the way. Um, the only thing you may not see is some of the graphics that Mark wants to show tonight or tomorrow. But, um, no, it, it, it's oh. just one of those things that happens in the Weather Center that we, uh, we kick ourselves over. No, it doesn't happen. It was too hasty. It was ridiculous. It should have never happened, actually. That's, that, um, I'm just really irritated at myself. I'm angry because um, – I just created hours of work for myself. I mean, I pride myself on having all those tornado graphics ready to go. When we have a tornado and all of a sudden I say, hey, the last one we had was this date and that date. I mean, that's all sitting there ready to go. Yeah. Well, except right now it is not. And I've got to tell you, if Brian, Brian McMillan will probably listen to this. He used to work here up through the fall. And I actually emailed him or called him. I said, hey, did you happen to take all our scenes, maybe a copy for, to your new station so maybe you could borrow some? Please tell me you stole some. I was hoping he'd have, like, the whole directory. And he goes, nope, I took, like, three. <laughs> there was a scene, because he has reached out oh, to me in the past and yes. asked if I, if I have a graphic. And there were a couple that he was like, I swear we had that graphic in the weather system. And I'm like, no, it's not here. 
<laughs> so you know what I we do have as of right now and as of three days ago we do now have a copy of every scene sitting in the uh, you know oh, that's the nice. web export directory but um, yeah I should have been doing that once per year and I thought of that in the past I think one other time we've de I deleted something I didn't mean to delete so from this point forward yes there will be a copy kept about once a year, a year. but um, yeah I got a lot of work to do the next 12 months well, you are the graphics guru. I know there's a meteorologist in Southern Oregon. I won't mention the name, but uh, he commented on our snowpack graphic this morning and just said, you guys have great graphics at Fox 12. And I said, we have we have the graphics guru here, my friend. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, so. he deleted a third of them. But um, well, he's a great he's a great graphics guy when he doesn't delete his own graphics. Yeah. No more of that, Mark, please. Yeah, oh, we, God. Time for that. Um, but anyways, uh, we're looking forward to another couple of sunny days. Uh, enjoy that before the rain kicks in and yep. this active pattern may settle in for a couple of weeks or so. Let's hope. I know some of us don't hope, but you know, from a meteorological and drought standpoint, we want that to happen. So thanks for joining us here on this 32nd episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. By the way, if you have any uh, ideas or topics that you want us to bring up feel free to tweet at us or send us an email uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas and we appreciate you listening in uh, until next week or the week after we'll we'll be talking to you soon see you later have a great weekend please tell us please tell us